0: Okay, today's shear is going to be given with a chenishmas, who will nishmas, a chaver, Rabbi and a mayor, and it should be a source of uh, of ilay for his Nishama. In the pasuk in this week's parsha, Chayesara says, Vayigva va'yamas Avram, leseva, taiva, zaken misaveya, va'yaseif el amav." Avram Avinu dies at a ripe old age. He was elderly. He was saveya. He was full. He was satisfied, and then he was gathered to his nation. The Gemara in Basra, on Sadi Aleph, says in the name of Rav, Eisai Hayom she Avramavinu, That day that Avram Avinu was nifter all of the Uma the leaders of the nation, you would have all of the United Nations uh, leaders, prime ministers, presidents, and they would all be standing in one row, and they all said in unison about the death of Avramovino, Sha Manhigo. woe is it to the world who has lost its manig, its leader. And woe is to the ship that has lost its captain. So all of the Ummah Yisraelim recognized something unique about Avraham Avinu. Abraham Avinu was not just a, uh, a rabbi in a tent that was uh, having guests over on Shabbos Avram Avinu was the leader of the entire world. Avram Avinu was a melech; he was uh, a king, he was a monarch, he was extremely powerful, extremely wealthy, internationally famous. And when he died, the world took note. It was not just a, uh, a local event when Avram Avinu took uh, left the world, but all the Um Asylum, the greatest of people in the world, they came and they were masped him as one in unison, and they said that woe is the world that has lost their manig, this is the manig of the world, and woe is to the world, to the ship who has lost its captain. And when you see such a chazal, and you see that there's some, uh, that there's two ways of describing Avraham that should automatically raise your antennas and begin to wonder, what exactly is the difference? It sounds so similar. It sounds like there's the same sort of idea, leadership. I'm a leader of the world, and I'm a captain of a ship. A captain of a ship is just a nicer, maybe more poetic way of saying that you're a leader, you're at the helm of something. What does Chazal mean when it says this? What did these leaders mean when they said it? And I saw in a sefer called Yalkut Yehuda, he says a beautiful idea, he says if you are a historian, if you study history, you will know that there are different types of leaders, and some leaders are very good peacetime leaders. That means that when they're very good stewards of the economy, when things are going well, they're able to really figure out how to make them work better how to bring unity to the people, you know, when things are good. And there have been many presidents, if we want to just stay with uh, American politics, there have been many presidents that are wonderful stewards of the economy when things are going well. They are known to be good leaders of, uh, of state. I'll give you one example. President Clinton... Clinton uh, was a, uh, you know, he himself personally was a very flawed individual, as we know. But in terms of presidency, in terms of being able to, uh, to lead a country, he was a great communicator. And he was able to effectively, the economy was never better. The economy was churning. And, you know, he, he, was, a, he was a very good, effective peacetime leader. Um, and there were others... Then there are some leaders that are very effective in times of war. They're not very great presidents in general, but all of a sudden, if there is a war, if there is an attack, they rise to the occasion and they're known to be exceedingly good at leading a country when there's crisis. Uh, President Bush Sr. was a good example of that. He He was a very mediocre president. He wasn't really doing much. The economy wasn't doing so well under him. Nothing was doing well, but all of a sudden... Uh, When Saddam Hussein started, uh, you know, uh, he moved into Kuwait and he took that over, all of a sudden he, President Bush became, you know, and he really was a, he was a military guy, he was in, in charge of the CIA, he was an ambassador, he knew foreign policy very well, he had a lot of connections, he suddenly became, he rose to the occasion, he became a great president, his son also was, uh, I don't know, you know, he wasn't I don't think he was the greatest regular president, but after 9-11, he was the right man at the right time, and he, he basically was able to create a country unified to go and attack al-Qaeda wherever they were, and he will go down in history as being a great president for that moment. Winston Churchill was a, a, a fantastic prime minister of England. He was the one that really effectively stood up to Hitler, and he convinced America to, to get on board, and without Winston Churchill, uh, you know, it would be a very different world today, probably. Rahman <laughs> al-Watzan. Interestingly, after, Chir- after the war was over, Churchill lost the election in England. He was basically booted out of power... Because during peacetime, there was nothing really so special about him. But he was the right man at the right time in history. He was very good at, at times of crisis, at times of war, with his speech and his spirit. And he was able to galvanize the people and, uh, and lead them to victory. But sometimes you don't have both. Very rare is it that you have a great peacetime president and a great wartime president, or prime minister or king. You're good at one thing, or you're good at another thing. But very rare is it that you have one person that's able to be go- both uh, a regular great leader and a leader in times of war. That also has all of the, you know, all of the key criteria that he needs talents and skills to be able to lead their nation uh, in times of peace and war. Avram Mavino did have both. Avram Avinu was an amazing king and leader when things were good, when things were regular, quote-unquote, in the world, and also when things were very bad, Avram Avinu was able to steer the ship to safe harbors. That's what Chazal mean when they say that all of the Ummah Yisraelim got up and said when Avram Avinu was nifter, A manig is somebody that's able to direct and to preside over a country, over a world when things are regular. A leader, a regular leader in regular normal times. But there's an additional element that they praised Abraham Avinu for When you're on a ship and we know that ships sometimes toss and turn, and they are in a raging tempest, and they're rocking, and things are not smooth at all, and we're living in times of, of crisis. The captain of the ship is very important to have a steady hand on the wheel of the ship and to be able to make sure to know how to navigate those seas to get through those times. And Avram Avino was able to be the Manig of the world, and he was also able to be the Cabernet of the Sfina. He was able to captain the ship when the ship was rocking, when the world was, was in crisis and turmoil. Avraham was there to take leadership and to be there uh, to calm the people, to lead the people, to be able to find a way to, to, to solve the problems that needed to be solved and to deal with them in the times of crisis. I was thinking to say that based on this beautiful Yisait, we can maybe understand what the Medrash in Parashas Lechelcha, Barashas Rabba Lametteh, says, when it says that HaKadosh Baruch promised Avram Avinu Ve'escha gadol, I will make you into a great nation. What does that mean? I will make your name great. So the Medrash says, Yatsa He had a coin. There was a coin, there was currency that was minted with Avraham Avinu on it. That's what it means. You don't get too much more famous than if your, na- if your face or your name is on every currency. Abraham Lincoln is pretty famous. Why? First of all, for being a president. But also, every $5 bill has Abraham Lincoln's pick, Every penny as Abraham Lincoln's picture on it. That's very famous. You don't get much more uh, publicity than having your picture on, on currency. Avram Avino, you're going to be great. Your name is going to be so great. In what sense? There was a coin that was minted with Avram Avino on it. What was exactly the image of Avram Avinu that was stamped on this coin? On one side of the coin, there was a, an old man and an old woman. On the other side of the coin, there was a young Bacher and a young girl. By the way, Tysa says that it doesn't mean that there was an actual picture that was stamped on the coin because uh Shaila and Halacha, whether or not it's not so Pashtun Halacha to stamp an image on a, on a coin, to have an image. Of a, of, a, of a person on a coin. So therefore what it means is it just said the word zakin, uzakin on one side and and basul on the other side. But be that as it may, this is what the measure says. So the coin of Avraham was a zakin on one side and a Bakr on the other side. And of course, this is also something that is you know, fertile ground for for Darshanim to try to understand what does this mean exactly, what's the depth, what's the aimic of the Medrash. But in the context of what we're saying today, I think it makes a lot of sense that Avraham Avinu's coin is that on one side he was a zakin and on the other side he was a bachar. What do I mean by that? We say in Anam Zemirais, zikna b'yamdin, BM Krav that Zikna is a Milo when it comes to judging when you have a, a judge and he's elderly and he's wise and he has been he's seasoned that's a good judge you don't want a judge that's just straight out of law school. Or you want a judge that has experience, has seen, been, been around the block a couple of times, a lot of experience. He's able to really deliberate properly, make the proper decisions. A Paisik that has a lot of experience, that's the Paisik that you want. You don't want a Paisik that's just like, you know, just got a smicha yesterday. You want somebody that really, zikna U din. When it comes to war, who do you want if you're, if you're creating an army? What type of people? You want an old guy in your army? No. I don't want old men in my army. I want a young, I want, you know, the fittest. I want, like, young, very, very uh, robust, very, very active, able-bodied young men to be able to fight a war. On a day of Melchama... Hashem is both. That's what Anam Zemiris is talking about. It's really Psukim and Cherashirim also. HaKadosh Baruch is both. Sometimes he appears like a zaken, like by Har when it comes to giving Tyre, when it comes to giving Mishpat, he's a zaken. And then sometimes when he's fighting a battle, he appears, whatever this means, he appears as a bacher. He's strong. He's dynamic. Avram Avinu had both sides of the coin. He was a zaken. He was a manig, he was wise, he knew how to, how to run the economy, he knew how to run the world. He, has, he had wisdom of, of, of an older person, of a more mature, weathered type of seasoned person. That was Avram Avinu on one side of his coin, but on the other side of the coin, when there was war, when there was crisis, he was a bacher. He knew how to fight, he knew how to, how to steer the ship in a way that was proper for its time. He had both. Avraham Avinu was a kolba. He was able to have both elements. He was able to be wise and strong. He was able to have the leadership of somebody that has great experience, but also he had the, the, the strength and the power that when things were tough, when there was a new threat on the horizon, he was able to rise to the occasion and deal with the threat as, as it presented itself. Manhige Yisrael, Gedeile Yisrael, are in the image of Abram Avinu. All leaders of Klal Yisrael are always trying to emulate the obvious. Agi, Avaisa, Yitzchak Yaakov. We learn so much from Abram Yitzchak Yaakov in terms of how to be manig. For example, the Ramban brings uh, brings the Chazal by by Yaakov Avinu when he had this encounter with Asov. When Asa wanted to kill him and how he exactly dealt with Asa and he, what he sent him, he sent the Matanis and he, and he davened and he was, he was ready for battle. All of these, these are very pregnant with valuable information for Manhige Israel. So Manhige Israel, whenever they went to visit the Roman, uh, government, they wanted to try to, I don't know, maybe stop a, a terrible decree that was enacted. They would study well this parsha of Yaakov with Asa because these are all Maisa Abbas and Labanim. We learn so much from the Abbas, all the parashas and the Torah for every Yid, but befras from Manhige Yisrael are very, very key elements of understanding how to be a leader. And Manhige Yisrael are people that have to have both. A Manig Yisrael is somebody that has Zikna and he has bachrus. He has the ability to be a regular manig in regular times, to lead, to paskin, to give advice, to be able to be madrich, a nation. But then, at the same time, when there is crisis, and very often Klal Yisrael deal with terrible crisis and deal with upheaval and melchames and pogroms and holocausts and inquisitions, all eyes turn to the manigi Yisrael the same Manig that was able to lead Klai Yisrael in regular times, these were the Rabbanim, these were the Paiskim, these were the Rashi Yeshivas, the, the Abestins, the, the people that you went to in regular times for, for as a Manig, they were also able to be the Kabarnita Shalsvina; They were able to be the captains of the ship of Klai Yisrael, steering the ship in times of terrible crisis to know exactly how to deal with uh, the world at large to how to deal with all of the, the, the issues at hand. And they're able to be great in peacetime, great in war, great in times of tranquility, and great in times of, of turmoil. I'll give you a few examples um, of such great men. The Dvaravram was the Rav of Kovna. His name was Rav Avram Doivber Kahana Shapiro. And he was the, the Rav in the great city of Kavna. Kovna is a great Lithuanian tire center, and it's, it, it's, it has a famous suburb, called Slabotka, Right over the bridge of Kavna was a smaller hamlet called Slabotka, which we know for all of the greatness that came out of Slabotka. but it was really like almost part of the greater city of Kavna. Kavna had great Rabbanu, Ritzvah Elchan inspector was a Rav of Kavna, and the Dvar Avram, the Dvar Avram was, uh, we have his svarim, Shal Tzu Dvar Avram, classic svarim, it's very hard to find a more classic set of Tzuba Svarim than Dvar Avram. Many famous uh, landmark shuvahs that he gives, the Dvar was when the war broke out, he found himself in a, uh, I think he was in Switzerland, he was convalescing, in a, he wasn't a well man, and when he got a telegram about that the, the Milchamah was breaking out, so he was in Switzerland, and he wanted to go back to Kavna, even though the people were telling him, "You can't go back to Kavna. you're right now, you're in Switzerland. Switzerland is a neutral country. It's a place that you're safe. You want to go back into the war-torn, you know Lithuania. that's the last place in the world that you want to go back." But he insisted on going back, and he said, very famously, that a captain of a ship is the last to abandon ship, not the first. The people on the ship expect the captain to be on the ship till the last person is off the ship and safe. You can't get off a ship. I don't have the right to stay here in Switzerland knowing that my people, my community is suffering. That's a leader. That's somebody in the in the image of Ermovino. He was a great manig in regular times, but then he became the... He saw himself, and that's how he acted like a captain of a ship. Erwin Han Wasserman, same idea. Khan was one of the greatest Rosh Hashivah, Satamad al-Chavitz Chaim, and Rebbe um, Ochanan was, uh, was the uh, Rosh Rashiva Baranovich, his Kayvitz Shiyurim, his Kayvitz Ha'aris, his Kayvitz Maimarim, the most classic of Achrein And He was a great Manig. He was a Manig Yisrael like perhaps no other. And again, when the war broke out, he was in America on a fundraising trip, and they pleaded with him, we'll and stay here, we'll give you a shtelah. They offered him positions in many big yeshivas in, in New York. And he said, no. He says, I'm a captain of a ship. Same exact Russian. He says, I'm a captain of a ship. A captain of a ship cannot abandon his ship in times of crisis. And he went to England. And again, in England, they begged him, you know, to stay there. No. And he went famously, there's a famous last picture, one of the last pictures of him is... On a, uh, on a boat they took as he was departing um, from, on a ship for, oh, going from England back to, uh, back to Europe, back to, uh, back to Eastern Europe, to, uh, to Lithuania, uh, where he was from. Um, There's a famous picture of him standing, you know, as, with a very serious face. He always had a serious face. And he was, you know, but it's such a perfect picture to illustrate this concept that he was a captain of a ship. He did not want to leave his people and he went back and of course he died. He was killed al-Kiddush Hashem. But this is what a Manig is. A Manig is somebody that has both elements. It has the element of being able to be a regular um, leader, a Paisik, a Gain, somebody that gives shiurim, somebody that gives Piskah Halacha, somebody that's able to give Eitzes and Hadrachah to people in regular times, but at the t- same time he's also a captain of a ship that when there is crisis, when the ship is tossing, the ship of state, we could look towards him, that same leader that we look to for Piskei Alocha, we could look towards him for, for, uh, to be the leader, to be the captain of the ship when there's crisis. Rabbi Yashver um in 1940, was the, uh, the rub in Boston and he was also the Rashiva in Yeshiva University. And he gave a classic Hespid, a very famous Hespid, about the Gadla Adar of Chaim Izer Chaim was also a, a Yid that was exactly like we're describing. He was a tremendous guy, and he wrote amazing tshuva svarim. He cared for every widow and orphan, and he had a tremendous bal chesed, Everything that you could want in a manig, Reb Chaim Izer was. But Reb Chaim eiser goes down in history as perhaps being great, I don't want to say greatest, but extremely great during the period of time between the two world wars when Kal Yisrael were in a tremendous upheaval and they were being kicked around from one country to another, borders were shifting, yeshivas were being displaced, and he invited all of the yeshivas to Vilna, and where he was the Rav, and he set up Bate Medrash for each yeshiva because all the yeshivas were like like... You know, being evicted from their home cities, countries, and he provided for all of them. Uh, he was imagined being able to not just have achrayus for your own personal community, which is great, and your own personal yeshiva, which is quite a you know a huge, enormous responsibility, but to have achrayus for all the yeshivas. I don't know how many yeshivas exactly there were that were on, but he invited everybody and all the yeshiva bachim came and he had to worry about how am I going to feed all these people? How am I going to provide food for them and, and heat for them, firewood, lodging, shelter? Uh, but he took that all upon himself. He was a great captain of the ship of Klai Yisrael at that time. He was nifted tragically right at the beginning of, of the war when Klai Yisrael, uh, of the World War II, when Klai Yisrael needed him the most, suddenly they had a ki l'akinah we got a, besides for the war being a terrible terrible uh, basura for Klai Yisrael, but on top of that we lost Reb Chaim Ezer um, and we needed a leader of his stature at that time and, and ve'inenu so Rabbi Yashabar was asked to give the hesbit about Reb Chaim Ezer and it was given in Cincinnati um, and he basically said that a beautiful hespit, a beautiful masterpiece of a hespit, as he was always known to give, Rabbi Yashaber, he says the Kayin Gadol, when the B'Shemiktosh was standing, had two major articles on him of significance. He had a tzitz, which was the headpiece that he wore, that said, Kadesh L'Hashem, and he also had the Khaishan, the breastplate, which had all the names and precious jewels associated with the called the, teka, the yud, yud Bei Shvatim. The tzitz represented halacha, because it was used as halachic inspiration to determine the most delicate questions of ritual purity. When it came to deciding matters of tum and the tzitz was the the object on the Kayin, that gave him the ability to have the Ruach HaKadosh, to have the, the, the proper mindset to pass in the delicate shilas of Tumah and Taira. The Cheshen, on the other hand, was based on, as we know it, lit up to decide what? What was that used to decide the Cheshen that the Kayin Godel wore? It decided the most critical... Military and political decisions for the Jewish people. Whatever was needed, should we go out to battle or not? Politically, what should we be doing? What should Klay Yisrael be doing? That was also uh, on the, on the, on the Kaingadol's body, that was part of his responsibility to decide the political fate of the nation. Rabbi Hashabar was saying that, unfortunately, many Jewish leaders think, and this is very important, that, there are, that there's a split between these two responsibilities. Let the rabbis decide matters of religion. You have to know whether or not a chicken is kosher or not. An animal does it, you know, is the lung treif, is it fine, what are the, you go to a rabbi for that. You wanna know, can you eat on Yom Kippur? Go to a rabbi. You wanna know if, uh, you know, uh, issues of the international dateline, whatever it is, go to a rabbi, that, the rabbis are good at that. Political issues, uh, military strategy—that you go to other people. That—that that there's professional diplomats, for, or or there's Jewish leaders, there's lay leaders, and they're the ones that you go to to decide matters of uh, of state, matters of how do how do you deal with the government, how do you deal with uh, with war, how should you, uh, which side should we choose? Sometimes Jews had to pick a side. You know, you had uh, the communists on one side, and then you had the uh, the you know, uh, the other, you know, there was Napoleon versus, uh, versus the Russians. You, ha- you always have to make decisions. Who's the, who's the best one to side with? Very difficult. That Go, go to a politician, go to somebody that went to, uh, you know, the Harvard, uh, business, Harvard School of Government, uh, you know, trained in dip- diplomacy or something. That's who you give it to, and, and, and there were Jewish leaders that, you know, felt that that was the reality, that rabbis are rabbis, and Jewish leaders are the lay leaders. They're the ones that decide, you know, matters that rabbis don't know about. Rabbi Shaber says that the Kayin Gadol shows, the model of the Kayin Gadol is that the very same person, the very same leader that was in charge, that had the sits on his forehead to decide matters of ritual purity, Toma and Tyro, all the, the most complex halachic details that were his responsibility he was the very same person that wore on his chest the Cheshen HaMishpat, that decided matters with the ur of whether we go to war or we don't go to war politically, what's the right thing to do, what's the wrong thing to do. And this is the template of Gedei Israel. And Reb Chaim was the Godol, he said, that showed everybody that both elements have to be, they must be in the same person. The very same person who paskins the of isser V'heter is the person that paskins the shylus of what to do based Sarah. And this is the greatness of Avram Avinu. This is the model that Avram Avinu had. Avram Avinu was the manic of the world. He was able to decide in regular times all the major decisions that needed to be done. But... It was the same Avram Avinu that was also the Kabbarnito Shalspina when there was crisis, when there was political um, fluctuations, when there was stormy weathers, and you needed a leader to take the helm, to stand at the wheel of the ship, and to guide it and to navigate it. That's the same. That's the same Avram Avino, That's the same Kayin Gadol, and that's the same Reb Chaim Ezer. We're living now in an Ace Tsara. There's no question that this is part of the storm that Avram Avinu would help Klal Yisrael steer through. This is the, we're on a ship and the ship is tossing. It's not a secret that in every capital of the world, whether it's uh, friendly capitals, quote unquote, or, or, or dangerous capitals, it's a pachad naira right now to see what's going on, to see the anti-Semitism that has reared its ugly head in so many ways that are surprising for us because we grew up, we had a vacation. We had the ability to, uh, <clears throat> to live in a good part of Gullahs. Our grandparents, in my case, my parents, they lived through the war. Uh, they saw the face of Aesop, they saw the fangs. We had for the last 70, 70, 80 years, we were able to have sort of a honeymoon of Gullahs. We had a, a good period of time that we were able to cruise, not to say that there weren't terrible pockets of, of, of tragedy and crisis. There were, you know, in Eretz and in, in all the melchamas that Eretz Israel has gone through, and many incidents that we had throughout the world, and, and terrible. But on the whole, for the most part, we have had an, a very nice period of Gullahs. For the last 60, 70, 75 years, we've had relative calm, and we were able to take advantage of the calm, and there were yeshivas that were built all over the world, and and we, we capitalized on the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the bracha of being able to have some yeshiva das in this terrible storm of Gullahs. But now, and we hope that it's just a temporary... Uh, event that won't drag on and it won't be a precursor for much worse tidings, we don't know. But right now we are in a, uh, in a, in a phase that's, that's very stormy. We need not only manhigim, but we need a kabernita shel sfina. And the question is, who do we look towards for that? Who is the kabernita shel sfina? So we're watching, I think, if you're like me, you're very obsessed with the news, and we're watching, you know, the Prime Minister of Israel and the, 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 and the head of the, uh, of the army, the chief of staff, and the, and the, the minister of defense. But, Davaini, they don't make any mention of the rabbi Hashem. It's all, we're going to do it, and we're going to, you know, we're with, with, we are with our army, and we with our professionalism, we with our expertise, and we with our drive, and we with our power, and we with our skill, and we with it, forces, and there's no mention of the Rabbi Shalom. These are not the manhigim that Klai Yisrael depend upon right now. Hopefully they're doing their job, and they should be blessed, and they seem to be blessed with tremendous Yad d'ishma'ya, in spite of their lack of speaking about the Rabbi Shalom. But what Klai Yisrael really does need right now, and who our eyes have to be towards, is the G'dayi Yisrael, G'dayi Yisrael, Rabbanim Tamid Chachamim, who are Havruach HaKadosh, and they're guiding um, the ship of Klai Yisrael. And they're telling us, not just militarily, how we're going to get through this, and what we're going to do in response, and, and revenge, and, and, and strategy, and... and what we have to look to is we have to see the G'dayli Israel. We have to go and understand the importance of bringing the rabbinic into the picture. With B'tachen, with Amuna, with Achizuk and Limanat with Achizuk in our Tfilas. We have this opportunity on Tuesday to go to a tremendous rally on behalf of Eretz Yisrael, Klay Israel to push back against the, the narrative. Now, you know, it's not a to decision to go. It's not. it's not. Who who has the achray- who could take the Achrayas to go? And until the Gudis Israel came out that we should go, I don't think it was a Davar Pasha at all to go, to close our Gemaras, to you know, to 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 close down the Yeshiva and to, and to go on buses to Washington DC. Because some lay leaders decided that that's the appropriate thing to do, it's not that's not what a, what a Ben taira does. A Ben taira follows Das Taira, Gdali Israel, or Chaim The Aguda came out with a statement that you know the Mayatas Gdali Atirab, the Yeshivas, the Gdaili Israel have decided that it's appropriate to go and join. And so we are, as a yeshiva, going to join this rally because this is what the time calls for. But it's not because there was lay leaders that decided this is the right thing. To How do you know? Maybe it's a terrible idea. Maybe it's not a good idea to, uh, to, to do this. Maybe, maybe the better idea is to stay and learn. To Davin, to say Tillam, maybe make a Tillam rally instead of going and hearing some... It's not, it's not a Pashtun thing. But when the Meitzah Tirek came and said this is the right thing to do... That's it. That's that. So we have we have the the Kabinita Fina, and they decided this is the right thing to do. But every decision in stormy times, just like when we go when things are regular, we have a shayla. We go to we don't go to a lay leader. We go to a paisik. We go to a rub, We go to a gadol. When we need an in Eitzah, what it, what to do with our life? If we should do this business, should we do this shidduch? Should we do this? We you know if it's not clear, we go to a, a Rav, a paisik, a, a gadol because we understand that that's where that's they have the best understanding of what the Torah what the rabbinic wants from us in this situation when a time when it comes to crises when it comes to, to times of upheaval and we don't know what to do the people that we listen to is not the lay leaders it's not the people that you know have, have fancy degrees or have fancy titles or fancy offices it always has to be that we listen to Gedaliah Israel, Gedaliah Israel, the Kabinita Shalsvina, the Avram Avinu's, the Kain of our times. That's who we have to listen to. Our Rosh Hashivas and our Manhigem, those are the only ones that really matter in our decision-making ability. Not, and sometimes we have to factor in other facts. That's for the Rosh Hashivas to decide. They have to know what uh, you know what exactly. That's not our. That's not our place, but. A manig Israel is a manig on every front both in religious matters and political matters and everything in between and so it behooves us don't think that, no, this is not the right thing to do, this is, I think I'd rather do you know, stay and learn and have this you might, your cheshben is understandable but you're not factoring in that that's not how a, a ben taira makes decisions a ben taira makes decisions, I'll pee the tyra. And if this is what the Torah wants, how do we know what the Torah wants? Because this is what the Metzos Gedaliah this is what the Gedaliah Yisrael says is appropriate, this is what we do. So, Mitz Hashem, we should be going in the footsteps of Ram and following the Gedaliah Yisrael through these treacherous, very frightening times. But we need the Rabbi Yisrael more than it. It's not a time to say, our army is going to do it, our brilliant military strategy necessary yes but that's not what we look to we don't look towards that for our Yeshua our Yeshua as we mean Hashem we look to the Rabbein Yishayim and by extension we look towards G'dayi Yisrael to tell us what the Dastairah is what the Rabbein Yishayim would want in Hashem we should go and we should be able to find uh, the right derach in our lives to lead us out of this Eszarah in Mitzvah Hashem it will be B'viyas gail Tzedek Bi Amenu Amin B'amainu